Free shipping in continental U.S. only. See website for subscription offer details. Calling all partners. Losing weight is better together with Nutrisystem's new partner plan. It's so much easier when you do it together. You'll both get new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. New skillet selections that go from pan to plate in minutes. And new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant meals portioned at half the calories. Powered by the science of ProSync to help keep your blood sugar steady and you losing weight. Motivate each other, keep each other accountable, and reach your goals with Nutrisystem's partner plan. Just go to Nutrisystem.com diet right now and get 50% off. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com diet right now and get 50% off everything. Don't wait. This special offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com diet right now and get 50% off. Go to Nutrisystem.com diet. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 337. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media. So, how you doing today, bud? I'm doing good. I know I know we're not supposed to, but I'm going to get it political right off the bat. I'm going to say I went and voted last week, voted early because I'm going to be out of town. I don't care which side you're on, go out and vote. In the yes. Event. We just voted two, but municipal. Vote your asses off. Always. Always. Even if you're just doing the last minute prepping, go. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I'm definitely one of those. Um, so I, I we got a bunch of stuff to cover. It's been a couple of weeks. I apologize to our listeners. It's been really, really busy for both of us. So we just didn't manage to fit it in. But uh, there's lots to share. Um, one of which was this ar- article I read um, from Hacker Noon. It was actually a suggested article from Stefan Spencer. As you might expect, it was good. Um, it's how Google will collapse. Pretty cool. Uh, that's obviously going to get attention. <laughs> nothing, nothing like a link bait title to get you going. Anymore. Yeah. Well, and it wasn't even like, yes, a good title, but it wasn't even baity in the sense that it really was about that. And uh, there was no, nothing unauthentic about it. Um, and what's very interesting is that um, the whole discussion is around how Amazon is just, well, it's, sh- it's showing way more power than it ever did before and taking away from Google a, a significant amount of business. For example, um, now, a lot of this, of course, is based on a certain amount of supposition, but also on some facts. Now, uh, one of the things I thought was the most compelling was that you look at conversational search, or which we'll get into in a bit, but um, assistance, and you look at Alexa, and then you look at Google Assistant. In my opinion, Google Assistant's far better. However, there's, there's no financial play yet, whereas Amazon, there is. Those who use Alexa can buy directly through it. How many do? I don't know. But there is a financial component, whereas Google's not making a penny yet off of Assistant. I don't, I don't buy that. 
I don't buy that that's the reason that Alexa is better than Google Plus because they have a financial model. I don't think that their financial model even comes close to paying for um, what Alexa does. Um, I, I, maybe there's more. Go on, go on. I just, I'm very skeptical. You haven't read it, you silly. <laughs> I haven't read it. I'm just listening to you and I'm, I'm pretending I'm an audience and I'm very skeptical about what you're saying right now. Okay. Um, all right. Let me just, uh, I was going to mention to, uh, I planned on highlighting some of this, but I'm just going to skim through some of it and find the best points here. Um, now, a lot of people are, are, are moving to Alexa too for all of their um, e-commerce um, or a significant portion of it for when using product listings because, well, frankly, most product searches are happening on Amazon before they're even going to Google or any search. Um, they may be doing reviews, looking for reviews and looking for background, but there's also a very good review component within Amazon. So they're really capturing a huge component of sales online. Um and that is taking away from Google. In fact, they talked to a few agencies, significantly sized agencies within this, um, that you know do hundreds of millions of dollars in paid ads. And many of their clients are significantly are, are moving everything, if not well, at least eighty percent of their spends over to Amazon. That so, is going to hurt. So, so I've seen exactly the opposite of that. In my personal personal client um, discussions, right, the, the the clients that I have that are e-commerce are trying to find ways to make their sales outside of Amazon, so they don't have to pay the quote unquote Amazon tax, right? They don't have to pay that percentage. If they have a large, significant portion of their sales is from Amazon, they're they're looking for ways to get out of Amazon, so they don't have to pay Amazon. So I'm hearing the other side of the coin as well. And I'm hearing that directly from clients that are coming to me saying, hey, help us do better in organic search. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm hearing, the op I'm hearing what this article is saying too. Like I've got clients who are in both, but have found Amazon far more effective. It's the, uh, same, it's, it's the same kind of deal that we've dealt with as SEOs for decades now comparing SEO to PPC. PPC has much more measurable results and I can see the results you know, based on it. And you get the same thing with Amazon because it's a, it's a closed system. It's very simple for them to provide you data saying, look how good you're doing. Um, however, well, same as Google product search. The, the Google product search doesn't go all the way through to the conversion point though. Completely. Hmm. Whereas Amazon is a completely closed system. Well, you know, as far as, mm -hmm. and, and I'm not saying anything. Well, I, I am, but, but I, I've been, you know, working with my team here. We've expanded our keyword research, our topic research, include data from Amazon because it, especially for e-commerce clients, because it, there are, I will grant this, there are a ton of people searching for products on, on Amazon, but Amazon is very, 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 shall we say, um, tight with its data. They do not like to, to share that data, so it's really hard to tell what's happening on Amazon. There are definitely companies that, that provide data, but all their data is pieced together from other data points. Amazon does not directly give that data out, just kind of like the algorithms. Google's not going to give you the algorithm, but you can figure out things about it. Same thing with, with, with uh, Amazon. Um, it's just, it, it, I agree with the overall point. A lot of people are using Amazon search 
and it's an engine that we need to be aware of. But the, the fact that someone says it's going to be a Google killer is just, even if it's Stefan, I'm not buying it. Oh, no, but I do. I, I'm, I'm actually saying that if there's anything that's going to be, I think that uh, this is a very compelling argument. Uh, I think anyone who reads this and goes, oh, my God, it's true. Um, well, isn't really thinking clearly, but that's not the point of this. The point of bringing this up is that Amazon is stealing a lot of market share. Um, and I think it's fascinating to even consider that it is giving Google uh, a run for its money. I mean, it's pretty substantial. And also the other part of this, but I, I should be doing a better job of, of describing some of the other assets of this article, was talking about ad blocking and how Google is is truly losing out as a result of the rise in ad blocking and global monthly active users for ad blocking browsers has increased dramatically from January 2015 at 145 million ad blocked browsers to 275 million in just one year to January 2016. Never mind what it is now, right? Um, so, you know, th there there is certain things going on that are going to be impacting their bottom line. And I think Google organic is always going to be important. Um, but, it, and so far, I think it was this year, they've actually done 20% or more in um, in growth. So Google's not hurting yet. But there is a, a lot of indication here that this could be taking a chunk out of their income. So it's pretty fascinating. And there isn't a compelling financial model for their assistant yet, where there is far more of a model for Amazon. But it's not even close to compelling. I guarantee. Uh, I love to but see some data. One. There isn't uh, one for Google. There is one for Amazon. That's a huge difference. Yeah, it's a huge difference if it was making money. Right. If it was if it was driving revenue for Amazon, I would agree. But it, I, I can't believe that it actually is that people are actually using that shopping service enough to drive positive revenue for Amazon. And if it's not positive revenue, it's it's the same. It's still as better than none. It, not necessary. No, it's not better than none. Yes, it I'd, is. I'd, I'd rather not have a revenue model than have one that loses money. Who's going to come in on top? The guy that doesn't lose money or the guy that does lose money? Right. A negative revenue. If, and well, they are both putting in a ton of of. Uh, they're both putting a lot of money in. It's not like it's zero, because they're 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 putting a ton of money into creating this service and all the hardware. <clears throat> Whereas Amazon actually has a way to earn like, some of that back. Google doesn't have anything yet. Like I'd say, I'd love to see some some data, some actual data. But either one of those companies is going to share that data with anybody. No. But, you know, just from a pure business perspective, it is better to be making something after all that expense. Um, and, and I think uh, it's going to be interesting to see how Google does monetize it. They tried doing the video or the audio ads for a while. Obviously, that didn't go over well. Um, and if they monetize the recommended answers, that's also not going to go for well. In, in some cases, it will. In some cases, it won't. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm, interested, I'm intrigued to see how it goes. Yeah, I, I don't disagree that the monetization of this voice search stuff is critical, and I don't think either one of them are doing a good job of it now. Um, and I don't know. And, and I said this a while ago. I'm not sure how they're going to do it, period. Mm -hmm. Right? So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. And, and if if the uh, online shopping via Alexa is a is a plus it's like less than a percentage point of a plus <laughs> we don't know that 
in my mind. In, in your my mind. mind. In, in your mind. mind. But you don't know the numbers. We don't know the numbers. We do know that there's a potential for people to buy. And there's a lot of people who like just to do things like that. Frankly. I, I think we're I think we're Amazon actually is doing better than Google and Google will catch up eventually is integrating it into other products. And I think it's because they had the head start that they had. But like, you know, I was sh I was looking for a uh, soundbar system for my television and more of them had Amazon than had Google Assistant. Now they were, you know, I got one with Google Assistant because I use Google, but because they, so they're both there, but there were more with more choices with Amazon mm -hmm. than they're worth. Yeah, they've done a way better job with their API and getting it out there quicker than Google did. Because they are way farther ahead in AI than Amazon will be um, ever. And they're way better at search than Amazon will be. So to me, that was the differentiator. I'd like to think that, I don't know, I think ever is a pretty strong word, but yeah, I think, uh, well, there certainly are now lightning, light years ahead right now, but mm -hmm. you never know. Okay. So um, hmm, I guess we'll do one more story here. So another uh, bit here, now that some of this is, again, we're doing a little catch up here. This was last week, but um, there's a, a new format that's been spotted in the wild for Google site links. Now, those are the, uh, when you see a search result, an organic search result with uh, links below it that take more space but are attributed to that link above or into the main listing. Those are called site links. And they uh, obviously have more power because, or, or obviously listings with that have more power because they stand out more. Well, they're going to stand out even more based on this. Uh, I've got a link there to key image to view there, John, if you want to look at it. Um, mm -hmm. So what it is, is actually it's showing accordion style navigation below for those site links. It's pretty shocking, actually. It's quite a bit of space. I guess they may have it for a higher tier when it's absolutely obvious this thing is the, the, the absolute site to look at. But um, it, it, it instead of just having a link, a shortcut to internal, internal parts of a site, it's providing uh, an accordion where it has that information from that site in Google search, which takes away that click through to the site, which of course site owners won't love. However, that is the future, the way things are moving. Uh, Google seems to be pushing it pretty hard these days. So uh, we have to, we also have to remember that they're just testing this, even in the article exactly. that you shared and they test different user interface stuff all the time. It does not mean it's going to become the standard. It does not mean it'll actually happen for everybody. Um, they're just testing it. No, no, I didn't listen to this, um, but it's been the, the big hullabaloo lately about Rand's um, uh, rant. <laughs> Did you hear about this? No, I haven't heard about it. He's, oh. He rants, which I ignore it. So, Yes, I know. Me too. But in this case, he did it at uh, Bright, the Bright, whatever, Bright Look, or not Bright, Bright, Bright SEO, Brighton SEO conference yeah. in his keynote. He was a keynote, which is kind of shocking. But anyway, um, and uh, he talks about how he's he's frustrated with Google and how it's taking away the power from website owners and that you know pretty much everything's going to be within Google the way things are moving. Um, so this was particularly important based on that, and it is a big topic right now. You know, anything that shows uh, inclination towards Google having more content within its site versus and it's technically could steal traffic from person's site. It's getting more press, so we'll see a lot more of this. Uh, interesting. Uh, it, it's it, it's something maybe we can talk about the next show because uh, it's a bit of a bit of a subject. Uh, Mike Blumenthal and David Mim did a in their Street Fight uh, podcast 
or I think it was podcast. Anyway, it's an article for sure. Uh, they were talking about uh, their thoughts about Ren's pr- uh, presentation and they disagreed with them quite a bit, but it was a, a good read. A lot of people disagree with Rand. Yes. <laughs> quite commonly. Okay. Well, let's take a quick break and uh, we've got lots more news to share. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right. What's this next one, Johnny? The, the local one? Local. Oh, sorry, that was one I posted. That's right. That's from yeah, I didn't read that one. You're going to have to do that one for me. Yeah, I'll yeah. do the next couple. Okay. So this was, again, uh, another test, but this was one that uh, Mike Blumenthal posted on his hidden blog. <laughs> um, and it, it was an example where a local, and this is mobile, uh, result showed a thumbnail of the website's page. Um, he actually couldn't figure it out what was triggering these images. Um, it was. It seemed like it was more of a test to m- more than just a test because he was able to um, see it quite often within his results. Now I don't know whether it took, but it seemed to have uh, some some legs. Anyway, in his um, article, he talked about um, you know his tests to determine why and what image was being selected for the br- for the thumbnails. Um, he said out of his sample, only f- of twenty sites, only four. We're using meaning, meaningful file names and a relevant Im- image tag. He figured it was the image tag or file name or something that drew some kind of a context, but it wasn't. Um, he was also 
So anyway, his his results. Too long, didn't read. Here we go. The image that was used was most likely to be the first image in the main body copy of the site. So the main image. 19 of the 20 images that showed up in the search results were above the fold on the web page. That's, that's above, uh, essentially the first viewing of the page as soon as you load it without scrolling. And really, when it came down to it, the overall context of the page needs to match the search query. And if there was an eligible image that seemed to match that context, that's when it showed up. Because not always did it pick up the number for the first one. Sometimes it was the, the last one of a list of images. So it's showing a, a little more intelligence from Google when it comes to choosing images and a little more, um, I would say, more of an indication that they're looking at the image more, perhaps, than they were ever before. So, so how does this fit into... If, if Google is putting paying a lot of attention into to image search, right? Where does that fit in? And then we're going to talk about this in a, little, in a little bit with the direction of search overall going away from the screen, right? So why? Are, mm. So just making me think: Why are they putting so much energy into image search when the general direction is moving away from? Well, this is an Im well. I see what you mean. It's not technically image search. It was just an, right. a thumbnail being shown. So it's it's just understanding images within a page, which I think is going to be important for anything. Um, and right. you know, and also, I know I want to go down. This, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but uh, going away from visual is it's going to take a long time. So they have to get this stuff right too. That's true. Okay. All right, all right. So, so I put a couple things in here that are kind of related. Um, we've talked about this in the past. Um, if you've ever used Ajax code on your sites, it's a it's a coding language that that um, allows you to change content on a site without really changing your URL. It, it pulls from a database. It's it was used for quite some time a while ago. Um, to build websites. And there was a specific methodology you were supposed to use to try to help Google crawl that content. Well, they have finally fully, and I'm waiting for Ross to correct my, my, my pronunciation here. <laughs> <laughs> but they have fully um, depreciated. <laughs> you go bugger. Ahead. Go ahead. Deprecated. <laughs> yeah, whichever one you want. And uh -huh. I did look at I did look it up. There are two separate words, deprecated and depreciated. One yes. has I, one does not, and they can be used interchangeably. So screw you, buddy. I looked it up. <laughs> uh, I'll have to do some research on that one. <laughs> yes. Anyway, back to the topic. So uh, Google has finally depreciated the Ajax crawling scheme. <laughs> so that so that you're using that special um, way to get your Ajax content crawled. Um, it no longer is part of the, uh, the, the the Google lexicon of things they do, right? So it's it's fully gone. I won't even try to get <laughs> I won't even try to rile rile up Ross anymore by saying the right word. Anyway, <laughs> it is gone. So appreciate it about as a monetary value. It's nothing to do with uh, missing a feature, something that's being stopped or not used anymore. That's okay. deprecated. All right, that's fine. Whatever you want. <laughs> 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 anyway, um, and I'm probably completely wrong, but I love pushing Ross's button. <laughs> um, so that is gone. So if you if you're waiting, we've told you a number of times in the past that this is going away, that you need to, to be aware of it. It is gone at this point. 
How, so that's the first part. The second part is a part of that scheme was to use a hashtag. It was called a hash bang, a hashtag, an exclamation point. And hash bangs were part of how you dealt with Ajax um, getting it crawled. Um, so since that went away, the question came up, um, and both John and um, Gary both answered it in different places. And they actually at first were contradicting each other. Um, but the question was, can we still use hashtags in our URLs. And um, basically, if you're trying to use it for anything other than on-page navigation, so you want to link from the top of the page to a specific part lower on the same page, that you can still use hashtags. But for anything else, they're recommending you do not use hashtags in your URLs, which is kind of interesting to me because I've, I've seen a lot of different people try to deal with parameters in URLs by coding the page to use hashtags instead of question marks. So that that basically all those parameters would get ignored by search engines, but their databases could still call the information. So if you're doing something like that, I wouldn't break your system by removing hashtags. Uh, but if you're trying to use hashtag for anything else to manipulate the way your site gets crawled, they're saying, no, don't do it. All right. Long time in coming, they've been just sort of slowly removing it. So yeah, it shouldn't been, be surprised. It's been, it's been years that it's taken them to, to get rid of that. And in connection with that, you've got a nice little segue. Which I just talked about. Oh, you, not to use hashtags at all in URLs? Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Sorry, I didn't catch that. I was focused on the other bit. Okay. All right. So <laughs> this one I knew, I thought it was pretty funny. This was a, a title that I swear you would have written. Uh, Voice search isn't the next big disruptor. Conversational AI is. <laughs> he said it was written by Christy Olson, which I think must be your pseudonym. No, uh, because I actually disagree with that. So I'm not sure why you think I would have wrote that. Oh, see, I always thought you thought conversational was going to be bigger conversational than Conversational is, but it's the one that comes after um, voice search. Well, yes. I, but, but I think it's definitely going to be there, but I, I'm, I don't want this. This one sounds like voice search is not a disruptor. It absolutely is. Oh, no, 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 no. She's not saying that. She's saying that it isn't the next big disruptor. Conversational AI is. It's well, you can't have next. conversational AI as the next biggest disruptor. Yes, yes, you got to read the article. You don't. Voice search didn't. You can't have conversational without voice search. I so know. It can't be next. You can read an article, though. <laughs> you would have known that that wasn't the case here. Anyway, she's starting to read articles. Hold <laughs> on, when we have these shows, oh, dear. Um, so, anyway, it wasn't you know groundbreaking or anything like that. And that's why I thought it was kind of funny to add it because it is something we've talked about before. How conversational is the way it's going, and that that is yeah. the future. So let's just put it that way. I, I, I confess, I'm, I apparently am the grumpy one today. I was accusing you of being grumpy before the show. Apparently <laughs> you <it's> are. <laughs> Pisser today. Holy cow. <laughs> but but um, I, I do agree that conversational is, is very tough. And, and I, I actually was talking about conversational search way back, um, geez, it's probably seven or eight years ago when we were dealing with authorship. Mm -hmm. and, I, and, I t and I was tying authorship into um, how search is going to evolve because, you know, right now, search itself looks at, at the different pages online, different, you know, fairly static pieces of information, and they're able to analyze it. You have to know who was in that conversation as well and what kind of authority they have on the topic of the conversation. 
So that's where I thought authorship was really going to be interesting. And I wouldn't be surprised if it still is kind of tied into that in the background. Well, it's just, you know, I guess we're getting off topic, but, you know, we can get into the whole discussion about EAT, you know, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is totally a, a step back to authorship. Yeah, um, for it's sure. Just, it's just that it's not so um, automated. It's still being used more by human, from a human perspective when they're doing their, their reviews. We don't know how much is automated. Let's put it that way. Um, it, I, I kind of, when, when people ask me about that, you know how you can do um, cookie tracking without actually knowing who the person is, but you can say this person that's at this, you know, has gone here, 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 and here has done this, this, and this. I don't know who they are, but I've been tracking their cookies and I can tell you a lot about them. That's the same way I think eat applies to authorship because authorship, you had to put, you know, who the author was and the actual person eat is like, well, they've done this, 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 and this. And they combined it to, to create a picture, mm-hmm. you know, similar to what cookies do. I think huge components of authorship made a lot of sense. And I, I, I even if they took away the, what was visible to the public, it makes mm-hmm. no sense to remove it all. You know, they said they did. It makes no sense to me. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway, this is obviously an ind- indicator that they know that this is still important. And I guess just time will tell how they may automate this. And if we ever find out what, how they did it, <laughs> it's not exactly an open door. Yeah. And, and again, I think that's going to, that's going to come, you know, at those interfaces like Google home and Alexa is where that's going to happen more often than not. And that's another place where I think Google is way ahead of Alexa. Mm. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Never get an argument from me on that one. Not until they make a huge leap all of a sudden. I can't see it happening though. Have you seen the, have you used or seen any, either of the uh, versions that have the little screen? They have the, I saw the Google Home one with the little screen at the Best Buy. Um, oh. But they didn't have any to buy. They just had one sitting out. I so, don't I, have any interest in it really. I don't know why anyone will. But. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Cause I'm not sure how you would use it or how it would change your usage. Yeah, I would just use my phone. Yeah. I just don't get, you know, people without phones, I guess, could use it, but that's not exactly a market, Google. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just don't know what the thought, obviously they're smarter than us. There must be something we're missing. I saw a statistic the other day, um, 4.2 billion people are active internet users worldwide. Wow. That's over 50%, isn't it? Or is it? Well, I guess not yet. And out of those 4.2, I think it was like almost three and a half were social media users. Jeez. Yeah, because it used to be we were a 7 billion person world, but it must be in the eights now. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, wild. It seems like it should be bigger in some regards, but then that's a lot of people. <laughs> um, and a lot of them are too are in closed systems like uh, China, right. Great Wall, where Very there's true. just totally different, a totally different world. The totally different internet in many ways. Okay, well, um, before we take a break, let's do uh, at least one Mueller file. So, <laughs> Google, we treat quotes the same as standard text. I love these questions. They're just so fun to read. They're, we, almost every, every week we say, oh, yeah, this is interesting, but not really. Well, this is kind of that, too. It's, it's, it's just an established factor that it's nice to hear, which is that when you see something in quotes, Google doesn't treat it any differently than they do a standard text. 
And it's something that's scratched the back of my mind before, but it really didn't ever seem worthwhile considering. But someone took the time and asked John Mueller and he said, no, it's just treated the same as standard text. Quotes don't have any more impact than anything else. See, and, and it's interesting because, you know, everything with Google needs to be taken with a little shade of gray, right? Yes. Because if you page a quote, that's different. <laughs> yeah, if we're searching for a specific quote, <laughs> then they're going to treat it a little bit different, especially if you use the word quote in your query. Hmm. Do you think so? I, I think because I'm just looking at the text and the string of text to see if it's the same one. But I, but I've seen it come up in the answer box as if you said you know, and then it's here's the quote and it's referenced by such and such. They have to see it as a quote to do that, right? So you don't think be- that's just a trusted service or trusted knowledge provider? Maybe I didn't look at it that close when I saw it. It could be, yeah. but it, it, it's. But there's nothing that I know of in Google that's 100% black and white. For no. Just, so I would be a bit it's surprised. like the world. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I will, if, it, if it is something, unless you are a quote service website or you're one of those websites where they have quotes from hundreds of people or thousands of people, unless that's your site, it's not going to make any difference to you. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, take a quick break and we'll complete our segment with a few more Mueller files and a couple questions from our community. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Content Marketing World 2018 comes to Cleveland, Ohio, September 4th through the 7th. Learn more at contentmarketingworld.com. Content Marketing World 2018 is the one event where you will learn and network with the best and brightest in the content marketing industry. Content Marketing World will have over 120 sessions and workshops presented by the leading brand marketers and experts from around the world, covering strategy, storytelling, ROI, demand generation, AI, and more. Leave Cleveland with all the materials you need to build a content marketing plan that will grow your business and inspire your audience. Save $100 off of registration using promo code radio one. That's radio and the number 100. Don't miss Content Marketing World 2018 in Cleveland, Ohio, September 4th through the 7th. Register now at contentmarketingworld.com. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for its 7th Annual International Mobile Web Award Competition. This award program is an opportunity for mobile developers to demonstrate their expertise in this growing medium. It recognizes the individual and team achievements of web professionals all over the world who create and maintain outstanding responsive and mobile websites and mobile applications. Deadline for entry is September 28, 2018. Submit your entry today at www.mobile-webaward.org. That's mobile-webaward.org. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. 
Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right, so next, this is a, I like this one. Um, a good old Mueller got another question here, and that was uh, his essentially, this is a search engine roundtable's title for his answer, but just because you call yourself the best, it doesn't mean you should rank for the best. <laughs> I just love that. It's got some little pizzazz to it, but essentially um, it's the discussion around if you call yourself, uh, you change your name of your business and you call it the best shoe company or New York's best shoes or something like that. Something that's so suggestive that it's obviously someone's going to be typing that in. Well, as John is stating here, it doesn't mean you should get the top ranking for that because your name is that phrase. Um, yes, many of us can remember that that was a major player. Um, in fact, domains, exact match domains was big. Um, in some cases, people would use the same term everyone was searching for. Mm-hmm. And there is some brilliance to it. If you want to take some shortcuts, it's not the way I'd go, but there are like, if you do get enough press and people are linking to you as New York's best (laughs) shoe store, (laughs) well, it's going to add up. There's a certain amount of logic, but Google's not quite that simple anymore either. So it won't be as as much of a slam dunk as it used to be Uh, because they're looking at reviews. They're looking at citations. They're looking at the quality of the sites linking to you. There's a lot of different things, myriad things that they're looking at. It's kind of like the evolution of the telephone book where you used to want to to have your business name to start with a a a a a a a yes you could be the first part of the first part of that section oh my you know, god if, if you if you name your company the best a a a a a and people link to you you're going to get a little bit of boost for that phrase but oh my god i can't it made me remember how many times i've talked to tried to talk clients out of doing the uh, making their names or prospects to A to Z and then the name of their business. <laughs> was, they, they always do that. They would always do that. Or Acme. Or huge. My right? favorite was Aaron because you got two A's in the name. What was it? Oh, Aaron? A-A-R-O-N. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, it, I actually had conversations about this with clients. Like, no, you should not. You change your name so you get to the top of the phone book. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just not the way to go. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, you know what? There may have been some uptick in doing that, but the pain in the ass of switching a name, like it's just not yeah. worth it. But the only place it really would help the AAA part today would be in any kind of directories that list thing alphabetically. Yeah. But if the directory has any kind of its own traffic, it wouldn't help from any other perspective. (laughs) I love it. Okay. Google does not use real life user signals for search rankings. So this, in my opinion, was John Mueller answering a question. He really didn't know the answer to it. And I say that only because John even admitted to that at some point. Um, So does Google use real life user behavior. What this gets to is, will they, do they take the fact that a person went into a store and and using the phone, can they tell that that is a person going into the store and will they use that information to modify um, rankings? So they know that a lot of people are going into a store um, in this one area, maybe more than the competitors. Will that pay that site or the corresponding site rank better or 
Google Places listing. Well, John said, no, it doesn't make sense for Google to use that because maybe they're having a sale that day or something. I think that's overly simplified. Um, and he says essentially that uh, he doesn't really know because he's not part of the Google local team. And I think that does mean that you have to take this a few more grains of salt, right? Um, I do believe that the metrics, they do know that how many people are going into a place. Um, it's certain, certainly the bigger places. Um, there is a certain amount of intel there. We don't know how it's being applied. Um, we do know that they are tracking um, sales through credit card um, agreements they have or agreements with information from, I forget which was the name of the company, but um, they've made a partnership and I believe at least Visa's or MasterCard's, one of those two, they can tell um, when there's been a purchase and they can connect an online um, click all the way to that in some cases. Anyway, it is a big topic, but the fact of the matter is John put himself out there and I think that's really nice of him to do, but I don't, I would take it with a lot of grains of salt. So, don't yeah, worry about it by any stretch, though. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure. For local, I could see it having a benefit. For, for most of the things that Google returns search results on, it wouldn't have any impact whatsoever anyway. Right? Yeah, and I guess I should be 100% accurate here and just read off what he said. So John said, for us, the local or Google My Business or Map results are separate from organic search. And in brackets, not always tied to a website. So I don't know how they'd be ranking those. Does having a lot of visitors mean it's a good place? Maybe they just have free coffee for a day. So let's, let's but what about, so he says that they're separate from organic, but we know that that changed. I think it was the pigeon update tied organic much more closely with local maps results. Mm -hmm. And it's not always tied to a website is what he's saying though. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. He's not wrong. It's not, you know, it's, there's a lot of <laughs> interpretation there. Yeah, that's an interesting one. But maybe they just have free coffee for a day. I don't think is a good point though, because we wouldn't, they would, Google would never really do it about a day by day thing. Um, it would be over time. They would aggregate which places are busier. I would think and it's just makes sense. Free coffee day. Yeah, yeah, we'll be doing that if it helps the rankings. <laughs> so, so I know you you're wanting to jump onto community questions, but we got we got to bring this up because yes. this is going to hit us here relatively soon, I think. So, in case you didn't hear, um, Google is shutting down Google Plus, and we have a wonderful community on Google Plus. Our SEO 101 community is eleven thousand plus members strong now. We get a lot of our questions there, but apparently that's going away. So mm -hmm. I still think we have a few weeks to figure it out, but we have to, Ross and I are going to have to get together and really figure out what's our best play here. Do we move to Facebook? Do we find another platform? Um, and maybe I think we'll, that requires you flying out here. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that or putting a post up on our SEO 101 forum and asking our users. <laughs> oh, but suck. I, but I think I can fly out there too to read it. <laughs> um, Yes. Yeah. And uh, the suggestion so far, or at least the one person I've talked to who immediately brought it up um, was to go to Facebook groups, but a, a secure, like a um, invitation only one where closed people can group. apply. Yeah. Closed group. And I think that's not a bad idea. Uh, would keep out all this horrific spam we're getting and we're not going to be all picky about who let, we let in unless they're obviously spammers. 
Yeah, yeah. And I can let you guys know if you are spammers spamming our group whenever I see one. I just I don't just delete the spam. I ban whoever it was. Oh, so yeah. If you, if you're no active, tolerance. If you're an active member and you accidentally spam, sorry, you're getting banned. Yeah. It's, it's just we don't have the time to, yeah. to go through this and be picky and choosy. It's Sorry. If if it accidentally happens, you really feel bad about it. And you want to contact us. You could try, but um, again, we can't promise we'll get back to you. It's <laughs> pretty busy dudes, but we would we we don't want to let anyone out if they, if they really want to be in there. And hopefully, that mistake isn't made. But anyway, we're not there yet. When we get to the point where we have a, a closed group, and I think that is probably where we're going to go with this, um, we'll let you know. But also, if anyone has any other suggestions, please do post them to our group, and, and I think we should also put a poll out there yeah, uh, once we get say. enough options. Yeah, we'll put some up on there. Hopefully, relatively soon, so we give people time to give us their feedback before they shut it down. Yeah, it's August when they're shutting it down, so we got a little time. Yeah. Okay. First question is from Dieter Ziegler. I have a query regarding drop-off ranking and traffic of my website from last few days till. Okay, this is the second language here. So, from the last few days until now, I've lost many visitors, and I'm still not getting any. I'm still not. He still doesn't know why, basically. Yeah, sorry, I'm just trying to interpret it. So I put this one up here because I thought it was very interesting, and there's a lot of people that probably are in this same kind of position. All of a sudden, you start seeing traffic disappear, and you don't know why. And I thought it would be good for us just to kind of discuss what's the basic steps you go into to, to, to try to figure out what's going on in that case. Um, and one of the first things I'm going to do if this happens is I'm going to jump into uh, Webmaster Tools and go see if Google sent me any kind of message, any kind of indicator telling me why something's happening um, inside of Webmaster Tools. And Dieter, just in case you need to know, that's Google Search Console. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> Sorry. <laughs> go on. <laughs> um, but that's that's the first place I look. What's the first place you do? Where, where do you go? Oh, yeah. That's definitely the first place I go. Um, and then the second would be looking for any news about it. Uh, search roundtable, search engine roundtable is always excellent in having news. Um, even when there's barely anything going on, they've got something about something going on. Uh, although Barry is getting a little more discerning about that, which is great. He does a great job over there. Yeah. Um, and you'll you'll hear anything. Uh, you know, you'll get an idea what's going on. And then over time, it gets substantiated by more and more fact. But yeah. at least it'll give you some idea if you're in the midst of some, if the search is in the midst of some major changes. And depending on what it is, I really take, I mean, if I find out anything in Google Search Console, it's one thing. I can get, I can act on that. Right. If there's nothing in there, but I see that there's something happening in, in Google, I'm not worrying about it too much. I realize if, if you're running your day-to-day -day life from your sales on your website, it's going to be a concern. Um, it's nerve wracking. I can't even imagine running a business that way. But yeah. if, if, if that was the case, well, if you can think of anything you can do, then do it. Um, that's smart. And that's not drastic. I'm always worried about anyone making drastic changes when there's a big algorithmic update or any kind of algorithmic update. Cause then, then sometimes they don't stick yeah. and you could damage yourself. And the other thing that I do after I look at WebMesh tools and I agree with, with you as far as looking at the new sources, two things. One, I'll go just double check the Google search results. I'll do a site colon on the site to, to see if there's still pages indexed for the site. Um, but I'll also go to go Google Analytics and look and see if I can pin down where the loss of traffic is coming from. Mm -hmm. Is it coming from primarily 
traffic to the homepage. Maybe it was a section of the site that was driving, you know, a bunch of traffic for one reason or another, or an individual page that was driving a lot of traffic. For some reason, it stopped driving traffic. You know, trying to narrow down specifically where that loss is coming from. It could very well still be overall the whole site, but sometimes when you look at analytics, it'll help you narrow down where the problem is on your site. Cool. Hope that helps, Dieter. Um, I hope it uh, fixes soon. You'd start to figure out what's going on. And, you know, it, just keep in mind, it's just a few days you mentioned. Um, that's not long. Uh, th- this could all write itself within a week or two even. For sure. Um, so be very careful of major changes. Yeah, rankings fluctuate and we want them to fluctuate. Otherwise, no one would ever be able to move up to number one. Yeah, the cream won't come to the top. Got to make sure that the good ones do. Okay, the next question is from Elijah Everson. Hi, Elijah. I think you've asked a question before, so thank you. Sure. It says, hey, guys, if you are hired for SEO, what type of reports do you include in your service fee, uh, if any? Okay. Uh, uh, again, I thought this was a good question to ask because a lot of times we talk about the, the nuts and bolts of SEO, but we never really talk about that much about tracking the results. And I thought this was a really good base level question for us to say, hey, how do you track the results of SEO? In his case, he wants to to share it in a report form for whoever he's working for. But it also means tracking results for if you're working in-house and you have a boss or if you just want to know what's happening with your own sites. Tracking the results are, you know, it, it shows that the work you're doing is having an impact. Yeah, in this case, it's directly if you were hired for SEO. So as an SEO, we provide um, an analytic report monthly, uh, which talks about the goals, uh, you know, what particular goals we've been set for for our account to show that things are improving or where they need work, or et cetera, et cetera. It's got lots of insight there. Because uh, clients still want them, we still send search uh, ranking reports as well. Uh, we do find them helpful um, just because it just shows, you know, if we're on mark, if things are going the right direction. Um, we track both local, organic, um, mobile, everything within our reports. Uh, and it's, it's, it's revealing. I mean, it's, it's pretty interesting to look at. We put most of our weight on getting clients' business. And we want to make sure we reiterate that and, and talk about the analytics. And we also send along, if they're doing local, uh, our version or our sort of a revised version of the Google local, or I should say Google My Business report, uh, where we give it little insights and explanations of what they're seeing and, and such like that. So there's a few reports. In fact, it, it would be nice if we could put it all in one, but oftentimes we have different people working in different parts of the gig. So they, they individually send the reports. Yeah, I think for me, there's. it's really depends on the sophistication of the client, what kind of reports they get, right? So if you have a local small business, that's going to be a different kind of reporting than if you have a, a you know large you know million product um, e-commerce website, right? So it really depends to me on the client and what their goals are, what their needs are, and what they're trying to achieve with their SEO program. I think... You know, you, you hit it on the head. The goals of the, the the client need to be the first thing that are talked about in the reports. You know, how are we getting to your goals? What's happening in your project? What's happening from a deliverable standpoint? I like listing out the rules. We did this, this, and this this month. Um, we're, we're waiting on this kind of stuff. Here's what we plan to do next month. That kind of stuff is really critical for businesses to see that there's ongoing activity. A lot of time SEO, in my mind, um, 
clients will see it as this black hole. We don't really know what's happening. We just know we're putting out money and we're hoping we're getting money back on the back end. If you show those deliverables, you show the activity that's going on month over month, that tends to ease the mind of clients a lot of times. We also add a either a link or a, re, uh, a note that, you know, please reply if you'd like to set up a time to discuss this. And we always include that within the costs oh, of yeah. our service. So we're happy to walk them through it. Uh, we want to make sure everyone is absolutely 100% comfortable with what's going on and, and, and in the know. But but to, 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 to finish my thought, the the activities are happening and then the, the goals are important. And if you can track conversions, if your client is sophisticated enough to allow you to track conversions from organic search, absolutely do that. Um, very metrics that you want to be working on. Secondary metrics in my mind are actual traffic. So, so you show analytics reports, show how much their organic search traffic is, is improving. Um, make sure you separate out organic search traffic if you're just doing seo for this company a lot of times they'll still say our traffic has dropped 40 percent last month what the hell's going on and you realize that someone in their firm stopped doing ppc and they didn't realize it or this mm -hmm. this person and your organic had actually grown that month but they lost overall traffic because something else happened somewhere outside of organic so make sure you focus in on organic search um and i i, I agree with you ross clients want to see rankings but I try my hardest to get out of that because it's it's so deceiving and so um, incomplete when you try mm -hmm. to show rankings um, because they like we just talked about a minute ago they fluctuate from day to day, and so if you pull to only the only way to really have a good rankings report that makes any sense at all, which is practically impossible to do, is to make sure you track all their key phrases, which could be in the thousands, and you do it daily, which would be extremely expensive using any of these tools to provide this stuff to be able to provide that for every client. So I, I position it as rankings are a, a performance mm -hmm. indicator. We'll look at a few of the primary um, categories, not necessarily terms. We'll look at the categories that they're competing in and um, show them some movement either way. Um, if, if, if you can, but don't focus on that. Focus on traffic, focus on goals, focus on conversions. That's what the, really moves a business. Um, and, and we do, you know, I, I do calls with every, every monthly report. So it's, it's not, you know, I know with you, when you have a ton of small businesses, it's not easy to do it that way. But if you can, try to talk to your clients at least once a month and, and talk about these things so they're not trying to figure it out on their own and maybe coming up with the wrong answers and not understanding why things are happening the way they're happening. Great. Well, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, thank you for joining us today. Have a great week, and remember to tune into future episodes, which are at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thank you. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.